Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Don't Wait Till Pigs Fly, a podcast for and by successful business people who also deal with the pain and frustration of chronic illness. Here's Nancy Becker. Today we're going to be talking with Lynn Lindbergh, the author of the six-time award-winning book, Couch to Active, The Missing Link That Takes You from Sedentary to Active. She's the host of the Couch to Active podcast. She's a blogger, speaker, coach, fitness influencer, certified personal trainer, certified Pilates instructor, certified group fitness instructor, and president of Couch to Active. She's also the author of an upcoming program, How to Start Exercising Again. She calls herself the bad couch guru because she believes life is better with a wink and a smile. Welcome, Lynn. Yeehaw. Thanks for having me on, Nancy. So great to be here. Well, I'm glad to have you here. I usually tend to stay away from uh, the physical therapy type, you know, and health and wellness coaches for for a reason that I'll go into. But (laughs) you, you just, you talked me into it. And I think it's something that my listeners should here so we're gonna get right at it and awesome. uh, i am gonna hit you with a hard question right absolutely up uh, right up front man yep. not gonna warm me up or anything no nope, okay. i'm not because this is <laughs> this is something that is, is a burning issue for me <laughs> okay so i i want i want to yeah i'm gonna come out swinging a little bit so Woo-hoo. let's let's, let's see what it. we got here <laughs> for for many people that are, and you know for a fact, uh, your husband's got a chronic illness. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got some things yourself. I you know. understand what it means to hurt, to mm-hmm. be sick, to have depression, to have all of the things that people mm-hmm. with chronic illness have. You get it. So often people in the health and wellness field don't. Yeah. And I have asked, I, I did a poll the other day just for this purpose because I wanted to see what my listeners thought. And I said, the, the question was, what do you think of people who are in this field in general? <laughs> The, Sorry, I'm laughing. Go for it. This is good. This is good, Nancy. <laughs> the, the answers are probably not <laughs> what you want to hear, but that's nah. why I want you to. I want you to, you know, argue against them and tell us why we do need to listen to these things. All right. Um, most of the answers were things like so many of these people that are in the field don't understand chronic mm-hmm. illness you know? mm-hmm. and they'll talk about well all you need to do is lose weight or mm-hmm. you know if you just get up off the couch and get mm-hmm. going you'd feel a hundred percent better take my magic elixir and you'll be well <laughs> for all time you know? and and my listeners go they don't know what the heck they're talking about yeah Yeah. So let's take a look at that. Yeah. And address that a little bit. You know, I got to tell you, Nancy, I think that if I had not 
had chronic illnesses myself and I, and I have three, I'm really open with, I've got fibromyalgia, which, you know, yep. Yep. Puts me in a spot where, you know, I'm doing backflips and being a health nut, not to be a health nut, but to make it so I can function the next morning. Cause you never know what morning you're going to wake up unfunctional and what morning you're going to feel great for a couple hours. Um, and I've got, I'm missing 30% of my lung function. So no matter how perfectly I train, um, I will never ever come in the front half of a pack, um, <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> but I'm doing it, but I'm trying, I do what I can. Um, and then I've got, um, you know, women don't like to talk about, but I've got, um, collagenous colitis, you know, mm -hmm. so that one is just, I like have to really watch what I eat there for mm -hmm. obvious reasons that women don't like to talk about, but I found out that well, we all have issues. Um, <laughs> so, um, I got but, two. I got two of them. <laughs> you got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> we can be fibro sisters. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, so that's really, I think having those experiences and seeing my husband with rheumatoid arthritis, uh, it, it really does help me understand more that concept of some days for it feels like no good reason i can feel horrible and then my brain goes into this dark hopeless place and i've learned to recognize it and kind of do this like out of body like okay you're just in that dark hopeless place it feels like you'll be here forever but you just have to wait it out you don't know if it'll be days weeks or hours and and, and until i figured that out really was dark. Um, and, um, but yeah, so then when fitness gurus come on and they're, you know, obviously it's the sweaty six pack, ah, bikini body. Ah, you can be like me. You just have to do it and, you know, do this workout and take this protein powder. It, it seriously, I recoil against that because one, I don't want to have to pay for a protein powder every month that's super expensive and multi-level marketed. I don't want to be told you have to do these video exercises in this way. Oh, and by the way, so we can be, you know, inclusive of all people. We're going to put a fat lady in the back. So then, you know, yeah, I know exactly. So, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's kind of, it's really kind of my, my hot button. And sometimes I even struggle with my own company name, couch to active, because well, a lot of us, we, none of us really are just sitting on the couch being lazy. We aren't, you know, if you have a chronic illness, you're on the couch for a good reason and you really need to be there. And, and in fact, what people don't know is a lot of times when we have chronic illnesses, we actually have more grit and self-discipline and we get up sooner and faster than any of our fit friends. And if our fit friends felt like we did, like there's no way they would get up and just plow through like we do. So yeah, yeah. And, and just since you and I talk, Nancy, now that we're in the middle of the, uh, you know, COVID-19 pandemic and quarantine, um, one thing that's really what some of my favorite quarantine jokes are in the chronic illness communities where everyone's like, welcome to our life, you know, <laughs> nothing changed for us, you know? <laughs> except now maybe people have more empathy of what it's like to be stuck at home, you know? And so, yeah, so that's the, that's the, the piece is really, I, 
I approach it differently and I, and I have it in that the concept of we're, I'm not here to make you get a bikini body. I'm not here to make you get super fit. I'm here to help you figure out this whole exercise thing, you know, in the best way you can possibly that will help you love your life more. And, and I want you to own what you do and, and choose, you know, it's, it's really is your life. If you are able to exercise more and you choose not to, and you're aware of that, then that's your choice. It's your life, right? Yeah. Uh, but maybe you want to exercise more, but you think, I hate the gym. I hate these workout videos. I don't want to wear spandex. You know, there are no yoga pants that fit me right. Um, then we look like, like, let's relook at this whole exercise thing and, and help you understand that you can really brainstorm outside of it and, and get activity in your life in a way that's not a gym and weights and videos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yet, you know, it's, it's really interesting because <clears throat> one of the things that I've had for 30 years is fibro. I mm -hmm. had fibro before anybody knew anything yeah. about it. Yeah. And in fact, um, a group of doctors back then told me, well, this is what we do for people who complain of pains like this and we can't find anything. We give them frontal lobotomies. Oh my gosh. I remember you told me that. Yeah. yeah cause, because that was back when they thought fibro was just all in your head. Yeah. 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 You know, so I've had it for a long, long time and I realized eventually and prior to moving back here to Michigan from Washington, D.C., um, I was walking two miles a day and the fibro had almost totally and completely vanished. Wow. Because I was, well, I didn't have it all that badly. Evidently, I had it horribly and it had yeah. all kinds of things with it. But because I was out there and I was moving and I had gotten through it. Yep it was it was in abeyance i yeah. also have in what i've got now which is the fibros back when i moved from dc to michigan the stress and everything and dealing with sick parents and all of that yep made it come back you know tenfold yep the other and i've got probably 10 different things but the other major one that i have is something that's called complex regional pain syndrome uh, yeah, nerve damage that yep. I got from the car accident I was in six years ago. Yeah, that has gotten me so that I cannot move. I mm -hmm. I cannot, you know, put any weight on my one leg that was hurt in the car accident. Now I've had surgery on the other leg, and so I can't walk at all because I can't put weight on either leg. Yeah, that's really hard for someone who, you know, who was active, who thinks the word active, and I understand it, and I agree with it in many levels. But it gets me, it just ah. really, you know, it's yeah. like fingernails on a, on a chalkboard kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But but it's interesting because I have to tell you a little story about when you said we have more grit and determination and get up and go. Oh. Heck yeah. I was I was here by myself in the bedroom the other morning. I didn't feel good. I was in bed. My wheelchair was right there. My husband was not in the house at the moment. And I had to go to the bathroom. 
So I kind of scooted myself out of bed and into the wheelchair, look around, because we have two cats, look around, didn't see anything, and started to back the wheelchair up. I hear this scream like you've never heard before in your life and i quick stopped and looked and i was this close to running over my kitten and i then screamed at her tinker are you okay scared her she got up and ran like the wind out to the living room and before you know it i was out here in the living room i wasn't in my wheelchair I had run on two feet that I can't walk on. I had run out to the living room to make sure she was okay. So, you know, you can't do it. But for the next three days, I've been in bed with the most extreme pain you can ever in your life imagine. Knock on wood, today I'm feeling a little bit better because I was able to rest. But we do, we, we do do things when we have to, you know. And that's part of the chronic illness, you know, mind brain tease. And what's so confusing is, is sometimes the body can do a little burst, right? And, or maybe you have an, an event or, you know, a a wedding you want to go to. And so you'll spend a whole week doing everything you can to take care of yourself and get ready for that. And then you show up to the event and people are like, oh, she looks great. She looks fine. She's like, what's, her, what's she complaining? And, and you're still in pain. You're still putting on the smile because you just want to feel normal for a few hours. And then you go home and you sleep for another week. And, and it just, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. And, and I tell my listeners often, I'll say things like, you know, I felt so much better. Did I was feeling really bad sitting in this house, curtains closed. It was dark. It was yucky. Mm. I had my I had my husband take me out onto the back porch. Got a little bit of fresh air. Got some sunshine. I'm feeling so much better. And I get somebody writing, "Well, you can just be lucky that you can do that." And I'm going, you know, it's not the fact that I was able to get out. It was that I got something to keep my mind occupied yeah yeah you know and and i think that's a health issue as well we need things to get us out of depression we need you know we need to be able to do what we can when when i hear you know um couch to active i think oh that means i can eventually get up off of this couch and get busy Well, and, and that's the thing is, is the aspiration and hope, right? Is that a lot of us can, but we do, we go through and we say like, okay, first of all, we're humans and our body needs exercise. And regardless of whether or not we have a chronic illness, the body really benefits from exercise. And, and that's the push is when you're in a space where you know, okay, but this is my reality. Like I am in a wheelchair. I cannot, you know, except to, you know, run 10 feet across the room to save my kitten, you know, (laughs) Uh, it is my reality. And so then what, what I see then is it's that, that frustration that comes in and it's that mental battle of like, like it, and it really, I, the, the quote or the, the term I've come up with of my body is not 
able to keep up with my spirit. I love that. I do too, because it's like you have this spirit in you and your body just won't do it for you. And you're not asking it to run a marathon. You're just asking it to do stuff. I just want to be able to get up off of the couch and go to the bathroom. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And so that, so that we actually talk about um, barriers and you know, what, what barriers do you have? And, and, and folks with chronic illness know really well, okay, I've got this chronic illness. It's a barrier that's here to stay, but I can do blah, 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 to help that barrier. We know that already. And then we take it a step further and say, okay, even after all of that, what do you do when you have a barrier that's really here to stay? And that's where the hardest work comes in is making peace with that barrier and figuring out how to make peace with it. So you're mentally in the best space possible in an environment where the fitness industry does continue to tell you you're not good enough, you're not worthy, you're not sexy, you're not whatever, you know. And in a society that's still very fat phobic and discriminates against fat in like in a big way, you know, in in a society where how much you weigh is a, is a secret guarded more carefully than how old you are, you know, uh, it's tough. It's really tough. And so we, we do, we talk about that. Like, how do you make peace with that? Um, and, and just really own it and guard yourself against all of this negativity around you that's going to try to beat you down and make you feel like you're not worthy and not good enough. And then you go on and live your life from there. And that's really, that's really what it's about is really Couch to Active came out of me being frustrated at all of the regular fitness stuff out there or fitness BS, I call it. No, excuse me. Yeah. Fitness industry brainwashing fib or fitness industry, BS, whatever you want to call it. Um, It's really just like, no, let's look at our lives and let's like be realistic about what's going on and get ourselves into a healthy place. I almost halfway through writing Couch to Active, I almost shifted it into a more general life book. But then I realized, no, I'm going to keep it focused on exercise. And if you can work through that, then a lot of these skills translate into other areas of your life. Yeah. Uh, How does someone, yeah, you know, um, love to love to work with you. And I want you to tell people how they can get a hold of you and help you. But for me, I'm going through a whole bunch of things. I do have stomach issues. I have Crohn's, I have IBS, I have all these things. I'm on this low FODMAP diet that is, gives me only about Protein is about the only thing I can have to eat. Uh-huh. You, know, you can't have gluten. You can't have dairy. You can't have it. And with my diabetes and these things, you know. Yeah, yeah. I can't cook. So the only thing I eat is something my husband puts in front of me. And he tries, but, you know, he's not a gourmet cook. And, you know, so he'll say, what do you want for dinner tonight? And I'll wind up saying, oh, I'm not really hungry. Let me just have a bowl of cereal. So I get a bowl of cereal, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I... I am never hungry. I one meal can last me four meals because uh-huh. I'll eat two bites and I'll be yep. done with it. Yeah. Yet I'm gaining weight. And part uh, of the fact of that gaining yep. weight is because I'm not walking my two miles a day. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going, all right, you know, how, how do I do this? We, we try to buy diet plants and can't find anything that we're going to eat because they're all fancy. This and that. We've tried to get a home chef that doesn't work. You know, it's so how does someone do, you know, how do I get the exercise that I need? I can't use my right arm. I can't use either one of my legs. How do I get out of this wheelchair and exercise? How do I eat the things I'm properly supposed to eat? Mm -hmm. And how do I get some of this health back? Yeah. Well, and I, I have a feeling, Nancy, that you probably know a lot of that you've ever seen (laughs) no 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 not (laughs) not at all my guess is no not at all i've actually have a a a brother-in-law who's a um been a c4 c5 quad quadriplegic for 35 years and so he's you know even more so um uh but not to compare you know (laughs) no no I just, my husband calls me his train wreck. So, you know. Oh, oh man. Well, I, I think, I think in that case, in that case, I mean, you, you probably already know you're not alone, but it feels like you're alone a lot. It really does. And And I think all of the people that are listening to this conversation feel the same way. Yep. Yep. You're not alone, but it feels alone. And, and how do you do it all that? And really, we can only do what we can do today, right? We really only have each moment of each day. And, and your biggest work is kind of figuring out like what kind of mental and emotional energy do you have in this moment to do what you can with the resources you have today, and then leaving the rest of that mental, emotional energy, if there's any left, to what can I do to show compassion to myself and not fight against my reality, not think of myself as a mistake or think of myself as a failure or think of myself as less than. And, and that's really where the big work is. And, and that physical stuff, it's like, yeah, it's out there and you do what you can, but, but dang, I mean, it's, you know, figuring out how to, how to eat and get back and forth from the bathroom. I mean, that's where you're at and it's okay. In fact, it's, it's, it really can't be any other way. And so then it's just finding the peace with it. And, and really Nancy, you're, I'm so glad we met because just your, your bright spirit and your, I mean, seriously, if you had a body that would keep up with you, like nobody would be able to keep up with you. I think, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is good because I'm stuck and people can actually work with me, (laughs) but you know, let's. Are you ready to get started in your business, but don't know how to make the first step? Nancy would love to help you. As a disability advocate and a successful entrepreneur, Nancy can make your business easy and help you earn more, have control of your time, and take care of your physical health challenges. Just go to businesssuccessunlimited.com and use the contact form at the bottom of the page to see if you're a good fit. Nancy is ready to help you reach your goals. Let's take what we've been talking about now. Mm-hmm. And kind of pivot a little bit. Yep. 
And we're still talking about the same thing, but now add in an entirely new factor. And right. that factor is owning and running a business. Yes. On top of all of this. Yes, exactly. So you're, you're busy on top of that. And so that's where it comes to looking at and owning. We have a whole section called Own It, where you just really are where I really help people get empowered and feel empowered to really own their life, you know, figure out how to own, really own your schedule. Own I your want to sleep, sell mine. Your, you want to sell your, <laughs> I don't want to own it. I want to sell it. <laughs> what is that? There's a Netflix series, Altered Carbon or something where you get to change a body, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just had my birthday on Saturday and I told Aww. my husband, I was really, really mad at him because my one birthday present that I wanted him to get me, he didn't get me. And he goes, well, what is that? I said, I want a body transplant. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it, it would just be so, so great. Yeah. So, so in that case, Nancy, it, I think part of owning a business for you too, don't let me put words in your mouth, but I think it's also you owning your life and saying, okay, my body won't do this for me now. It might improve, but holy cow, the road is like decades ahead of me. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so I'm going to just, I'm going to take what I can and make the most of what I have. And so I'm going to do this business in this podcast and, you know, I'm going to get Lynn on couch to active on in like really challenger on everything, which is, this is, I love this, by the way, this is, good. <laughs> it, it just highlights all the good stuff. Um, yeah. And then, and then just, you know, letting go of those, that mantra of, I got to get on a treadmill someday because that's not your reality and it probably never will be. And it's not okay, but it's okay. You know? Yep. It's yeah. It's absolutely. not okay. And if you could choose, you absolutely probably would yeah. obviously you said for your birthday, you want a transplant. Yeah, you know, I, I want to be I want to be able to just get up and walk from the couch to the front door, down the ramp, and out to the car. I would give anything to be able to do that. Yeah. You know? And but the the problem is we don't until we get into this position we don't understand it yeah. you know and and it's like you said earlier if i were not in the wheelchair you know i've only been in the wheelchair since my last surgery a year ago okay you know? so mm -hmm. um if it were prior to that you would look at me and I walked with a cane and people would say, why are you walking with a cane? That's just, you know, that's just because I, knowing me, it wasn't just this dumb old metal cane. I have this fancy hand carved wa wooden walking stick, you know, cool. all, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm going to flaunt it if I got to have it. You know? We got, we got one of those too that my husband used all through his twenties. <laughs> I love it. But, you know, they're saying, oh, oh, there's nothing wrong with you. And that's the other thing that I hear from my listeners all the time is that you don't look like you've got any problems. Yeah. You know? There's there's obviously nothing wrong with you. You're lazy. You're faking it. I had to cancel a couple of days ago, Friday, 
I, w I got an emergency call to the doctors because my foot, uh, we were looking at my foot and all of a sudden it had started turning red and there were funny blotches and things all over it and right at the incision and my husband called the doctor and he says, I've never seen, and he's a paramedic, and he says, I've never seen anything like this. I think you need to take a look at her. So I had to cancel all these appointments I had for interviews and things like this. And one person said, well, this is the second time you've canceled on me. Obviously, you don't think I'm important or, you know, you wouldn't cancel on me. So let's just forget the whole thing. Mm, now, tough. that is is a two-sided message. Number one, for someone in business, that can be devastating to them. Mm-hmm. You know, because someone just stuck their nose up at them and twiddled their fingers yep, yeah but it's also that woman needs to understand I would much rather have been talking to her than trying to get out of this chair into the wheelchair and we this ramp that we've got is a brand new ramp um, and it's only temporary so I'm not even really sure how structurally sturdy oh geez Oh, and it's really long <laughs> and loops around my front yard. And my husband's always kidding me and saying yeah, he's going to yeah. push me. And I can see myself go sailing down the ramp and over the boundary wall. On oh, my it, gosh. You know, oh, I can just see oh myself my doing this, you know. So, so getting down that ramp is a challenge. Then getting, and we have a pickup truck. So getting from the wheelchair yep. up into the pickup truck, driving an hour getting out of the pickup truck and getting into the doctor's office and then doing the whole thing in reverse. I'd much rather be doing an interview yeah. with somebody than going through all of that. So, you know, oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's not that we don't take it seriously when we've got appointments and things. It happens. And I think from yep. a business standpoint, we need to realize that those things are going to happen. Yeah. And that from the standpoint of the people that we work with or want to work with, they're going to have to understand what it means for somebody who is chronically ill. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, 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 it's, it's just part of the reality of it all. And, and you can't, well, you can, you can do whatever you want to, but it's exhausting to, to spend a lifetime also explaining yourself, you know, cause you don't want to be the whiner. You don't want to be the one, you know, cause that's mentally not who you are. And part of the mental health, uh, rests on not identifying as somebody who can't, you know, a huge part of the mental health is being, I can, I can, and I'm going to, you know, and yeah, it's just this whole crazy cycle. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For it, sure. It, and when you think about exercise, go ahead. The time well, that just getting out the door and in and out of the car is like more time than most people would spend at the gym anyway. So, you know, yeah. It's, my husband says he's going he's gonna to have to take his camera with him next time because it's so funny watching me try to do these things. Oh my gosh. That would be awesome. That would I should be, do it just for 
just for giggles sakes. I dropped, I was in bed the other day and I dropped something on the floor. Here I am trying to reach it. My head is touching the ground. My feet are up in the air. I'm trying to get this thing off of the floor. And then I can't push myself back up to get back up into bed. And I'm going, help, help. <laughs> you know, it's, it's crazy. I oh my. <laughs> it's, it's crazy and it's real. And it's like, oh my gosh, that, you know what, that would actually be really great. If you're, I mean, if you, well, you seem brave enough to me. I'm getting to know you a little bit here, Nancy. You seem like you'd be okay with that. Oh, I, I would be. It good... would be. It would be funny, and I'd put it up as a Facebook Live. <laughs> oh yeah, that would be. That would be hilarious. People would love that because those are like you don't see it otherwise, right? No, no, no. Ninety percent of the time, you know, th there's very, very few nights that I don't go to bed crying myself to sleep. I hurt, yeah. I'm exhausted, mm -hmm. I'm angry, I'm frustrated. You know, why did all of these things have to happen to me? Why is it that, you know, that I'm having to deal with yeah. this? Um, why is the world against me? But do you think I'm gonna show uh, that on, on a conversation yeah, I have with uh, one of my clients? I do because that's who I am and I want them to know that it's okay. Yeah. But I yeah. don't, I don't do it while I'm crying. I don't do it while I'm wanting to punch a hole in the wall. You know, I'll tell them I felt that way. But anytime I'm out and about, people see me with a smile, you know, and that's what yeah. it is. But yeah, people need to, need to understand. Nancy, that. I have a, I have a, I have a question for you. I'd sure. love to ask sure. is so. I actually do spend time with fitness influencers and, and for the most part, people in fitness, when we talk about these things, it totally makes sense for them. And they're, they're like, yeah, that's so true. And that's so right. We just don't know like how to, what the words are for it. So I'd love to have you coach me a little bit when I'm working with fitness influencers and the sweaty six pad ab folks who a lot of them are just absolutely wonderful people. What do you want them to hear? What does your audience want them to hear? Exactly what we've been talking about. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. you know, we we want people to know that we would if we could, but we can't, so we don't. <laughs> yeah, you I know? love that. And and don't make us feel guilty because yes. we can't. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I really think, and honestly, the the fitness people, and the minute I said that I was working with chronically ill people, I have been getting blasted on Facebook and on LinkedIn by health and wellness, quote unquote, experts who are almost 100% direct salespeople. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For yep. a while on my personal profile, I said, if you're an MLM and all you're trying to do is connect with me to make a sale, go away. <laughs> Good. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I said, no, that may be too harsh. And I finally took it down, but you know, it, <laughs> I had it there for at least a month because I was so fed up with it. I, yeah. 
I don't want, you know, I, I took one particular item for a while, and this was before I had a lot of these things. I was trying it because I didn't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables, and, and so I was taking this one thing. Instead of having hair growth and lush nails and all this stuff, my nails all cracked up and fell off, and I lost all my hair. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't, I can't do essential oils because I have asthma. Oh yeah. Any smells just cause me to quit breathing. Yeah. When, when you have, so I think another thing that I would like somebody to teach people is that in general, I don't care if it's health or what you need to understand the person first. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I get, I get hit with the whole multi-level marketing supplements and all I get. Yeah. Fitness influencers or, or actually protein powders and oh, the worst one was a a bunch of uh, uh, supplements and they're like, these are the best, you know, supplements and -and so-and-so endorses them. I'm like, you obviously haven't listened to a sync, like not even the trailer of my podcast. Like I I, I am openly, you know, (laughs) saying this is not me. This is not who I do. I don't promote any of these and well, we'll send them to you anyway. And they sent me like $250 worth of supplements and I let them sit for months in my office. And then finally I had some fitness friend. I'm like, Hey, who wants some supplements? And I just shift them. I'm not putting these in my body. No, I'm I'm allergic to most medicines. The the doctors really go nuts trying to find um, medicine that can help me. And so then when I say that, they'll say, well, you know, you need to talk to this person. They, they are a, a functional medical doctor and they can do miracles for you. And, and I'm going, no, you don't understand. I'm very, very, very careful yeah. of what I put into my body. And I'm yeah. not going to just try something to see whether it works or not. Well, yeah. And you, and you have to be. And I think, I think that's one of the things that I've really learned too with myself and being in chronic illness communities is when you have a chronic illness, pretty much your when your mind wanders, a lot of times it wanders to how can I improve my health? Like you're constantly Googling, searching everything. So to, to have people give you advice or things is it's kind of exhausting. Yeah. It's and usually if it's something I ask for it. Yeah. yeah. If I ask for it, that's one thing. Like I said, Lynn, how do I get a better diet? You know, I'm asking for that. But yeah. if, if you just came to me and said, hey, Nancy, we've been talking on this podcast and I have this wonderful diet I want you to try, I'm going to go, eh. Yep. You know? So yeah. So I yeah. think those are the kinds of things that people in, in my community want other people to know. Yeah. You know, they... they we are not in any sense of the word normal. Mm-hmm. Some of us are less normal than others. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the fact that I, I learned recently a stat that surprised me so much, I didn't believe it. And I had to go and find it on a couple of reputable sources. And, and by golly, it's true. In the United States, if you are 40 years old or older, you have 70% of us 
have at least one chronic illness. If you, and, and oh, excuse me, yes, 70% of us have one chronic illness, 40% of us have more than one. Yep, mm-hmm. two or more. And so that was so eye opening. And that's not even, you know, ACL tears and joints mm-hmm. and, you know, it, that's just chronic illness. And so when the fitness industry is constantly pumping out things to get you in your optimal pre, pre you know, that's great when you still have your good health in your 20s and nothing's blown out yet, but that's not the majority of us, nope. you know? And so we, it's just a huge uh, market, I would say market we've missed in a way yeah. of people who really, really want help, want to feel good about this whole issue, want to feel more grounded around the whole topic of what, what is exercise role in my life when I'm living, you know, minute to minute or hour by hour. Um, and it's just so many of the things that I'm not talking when I talk chronic illness, there's about, there's a list of over 30 illnesses Mm -hmm. that, that fit the category of chronic and that can be diabetes it can be cancer it can be you know things like i'm not talking that i'm talking fibromyalgia i'm talking complex regional pain syndrome yep these are the things that are hidden diseases but these are the things we're going to die from because even though they are not they're not like cancer in the way of dying but they're the long term they're the 90 percent of us have depression because of these things absolutely yeah have all of these underlying conditions caused by this one thing that are what are going to eventually just chip away at us and wear us Mm -hmm. down and we're going to die from Mm -hmm. and we need to focus on that and figure out how we can get, I'm never, you're never going to lose your fibromyalgia. You're nope. never going to lose the fact that you have uh, 30% less breathing capacity. Yep. You know, yep. that's with you for the rest of your life. Yeah, darn it. So how do you, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, yeah. how do you make the very best life possible under those conditions exactly and that that's what we what we were talking about is just that piece of getting getting really real and letting go of fighting it and really looking at what can what can i do and then doing that hard work of making peace with it and having compassion yeah and 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 if we get lucky the bonus would be being able to identify the hidden uh, the hidden joy or the hidden benefit of, you know, if I didn't have these chronic illnesses, I absolutely would be one of those fitness professionals who didn't get it. And so because of my struggle, I have a lot more humility and compassion, um, than I ever, ever have had before. And so that's the, the next, Uh, the the beautiful piece of it is really kind of forces you to really look at what's important. Yeah. I have to tell you a story. We are yeah. well beyond our time. Limit. No, it's all good. Go for <laughs> I, it. I love it. But I have to tell you this story before we leave because it, it fits in with everything we were saying. Um, a year ago, I went to Florida to a podcasting conference. Uh-huh. 
And there were at this conference center, huge place, and there were at least three different conferences all going on at the same time, mine and a couple of others. Thousands of people in this place. Yeah, yeah. We were in the bottom floor. So to get there, you know, people walked up and down stairs or took elevators. I was the only person there that I saw yep. that was in a wheelchair. I didn't mm. see anybody with a cane. I didn't see anybody else mm -hmm. that looked disabled. Mm -hmm. The first day of the conference, we had just gotten started. <clears throat> My husband had put me into um, one of the breakout rooms and he'd put me all the way to the back of the room so that I would be out of the way, you know, and other people could come in and all that. Perfect mm -hmm. sense. It was one of the ones that everybody wanted to hear. So here's this tiny little room, wall to wall people, people sitting on the floor, standing up, leaning against the wall. All the seats were taken. I'm jammed into this little corner in the back. He has left to go to the other side of this huge, big space to go hear a different breakout session. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. Fire alarm goes off. <gasps> oh my gosh. I could not get out of the room. I oh, could, wow. Because back then I wasn't in an electric wheelchair. I was just in my regular wheelchair. No, I, I can't crank the wheel with one hand with all of these people in front of me. Nobody moving out of my way. Everybody just jamming the door to get out, trying to figure out how they're going to get out of this basement. Nobody knew that there were on the one side of the building, we were actually on level ground. So there were doors out, but uh -huh. people didn't realize it because we had all come in and gone downstairs and elevators. So everybody's, you know, I finally got somebody that pushed me out and Good. helped me out and got me over Whew. there. And I see my husband running like in slow motion <laughs> across this room to get Yeah. Down, and we finally get out. We no more than get out than the all clears called. We go back in and the fire alarm goes off for a second time. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. <laughs> so that's the first thing that made me realize you've got this huge, big complex that should be ADA compliant. Yeah. And wasn't. Yeah, you've got. And in fact, I sent a message to the planners of the conference saying you really should have thought about this beforehand. Yeah. And it, oops, we didn't. Yeah. Not a clue. Did not think a thing about somebody not being able to maneuver well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's that. And then throughout the whole week that we were there, I was watching people. They would walk as far around me as they possibly could, as though I were contagious. You know, it was the six mm, feet of, of yeah. you know, yeah. hey, you cannot catch a car accident, guys. <laughs> I'm not contagious. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> But it's the, it's the understanding or lack of understanding. And I don't even want sympathy. I want empathy, I think, is the word. Uh, it's mm -hmm. the lack of understanding and empathy for people who are different than you. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and I think that's what I want to leave this conversation with, is we need to know that whether we... 
we can get up and do, you know, 50 push-ups or, or whether we can even get up off the couch or not, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, we're doing the best we can yeah. and we need to do the best we can. Mm -hmm. You know, very mm -hmm. important is not to just let ourselves sit there and sink into the darkness. Yep. Which is to easy do. to do but we do need to do. to do something and for others to better understand what we're going through. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you've done oh. a wonderful job of that. Oh, thank you, Nancy. And thank you for sharing that story. I just, God, the more I love people. I love that. I mean, I had to ask you a couple of questions because I just love learning. So yeah, well, thank yeah you. absolutely. And, and I think we need to have more, town hall type meetings where and i'm actually going to start doing that where i actually have um networking events on facebook where we have people come and just talk to each other and share things i'd love to have you be a part of that when i start doing it oh my gosh you count have some in. wonderful wonderful things to share oh so. count me in thank you All thank right. you as how we fun. get ready to shut this down tell us lynn how can somebody buy your book get in touch with you and is there anything that we haven't talked about today that you need to share <laughs> uh you know the getting in touch with me just google couch to active or lynn limberg i'm just all over the internet there it's really easy couch to active um and i would say the one thing if we if folks want to start and just kind of get to know me and my style a little more is i have a couch to active app and so you can just go to your, it uh, doesn't matter whether you're Android or iPhone, and it's the easiest way to listen to the Couch to Active podcast, five minutes, five days a week. Um, and you'll really, we hit all kinds of crazy, fun topics. And then if weird things happen in the news, I'll bring them on. Like there's some dude who got locked in his 24 hour fitness gym. And so I brought him on and I'm like, what was that like to be locked in your gym at 1am? You know, um, <laughs> so I know. <laughs> we have fun with it. Uh, so yeah, do that and just see where the path leads you. If it's right, it's right. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been, obviously this has been a very interesting for me. I learned a lot. I got a lot out of it. We me went too. way over what we were supposed to. So obviously this was a great conversation. Everybody that's listening, please, you know, sign in, download this episode and the others that are out there. I have great speakers every week. You can hear us Thursdays at 5 p.m. at don'twaittillpigsfly.com. And I look forward to having comments, thoughts. I'm sure uh, Lynn will answer any questions you might have. Just send them our way and we'll make sure she gets them and can answer them for you. And until next time, I can't really say get out there, but I can, <laughs> <laughs> I can say, <laughs> I still can say be productive and soar higher. Take care, everybody. Don't wait till pigs fly, and we'll talk again soon. Take care, y'all. Bye-bye.